good evening, everyone. Welcome to Indicator Cast, episode 20. Uh, tonight, we are here to cover the upcoming releases from Indicator, and this is a series of films that will be coming out in the July catalogue. So tonight, we're here joined with a bunch of guests. Um, as always, we have Tony, Tony Meaches. How are you doing, sir? All right, thank you. How are you going? Good. Doing well. Doing well, sir. And uh, as always, Ryan Kendall. How are we good, sir? I'm good. I'm, I'm pretty warm. It's nice. Yeah. I'm comfortable. Nicholas Cage shirt on there. Yeah, thank you, Wish. Whoever's <laughs> listening, go to Wish and get that Nicholas Cage jumper. Just make sure you get like four sizes up from what you normally wear. So they'll fit nice and snug. It's worth it. It's like 26 bucks. So I'm like set. Amazing, amazing. That's like my best purchase. If we're going to talk about purchases, this like yeah. fuck DVDs. Like, <laughs> purchase of the week. From Wish. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and uh, and we also have joined as as always, William Rowley. How are we doing, sir? Uh, pleasure to be on board here, sir. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for letting me be here. Um, Ryan, that shirt is just making my eyes bedazzled. It's so good. <laughs> So no, I, I tagged Nicholas Cage on this on my Instagram. He hasn't replied yet, so I might have to tag him again. Take another photo. Tag him on every face. Yeah, Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, Who's this? Who's this? Yeah. Who's this? And, uh, and we have a very special guest here tonight uh, joining us uh, from Melbourne, Kire, um, who's also a big label collector. Um, if you don't mind, Kira, give us a bit of an introduction about yourself. I know you've been big in the community for a while with collecting, and uh, yeah, a little bit about yourself. Well, well, I got into the collecting side of things around about eight years ago. I started with um, the Cinema Cult label. I picked up Maniac, and I thought, let's hope this is uncut. So I took it home, and I watched it, and I'm like, yeah, it's uncut. So I decided to buy all of their catalogue, and... From there, I went to Monster Pictures. From there, I went to Umbrella. Uh, at the same time, getting uh, 88 films. Um, uh, not too long, it was it last year or year before, I finished the Code Red collection. So, yeah, I just pretty much branched out into, you know, various labels and, you know, to try to get them all, as they say. Yeah, and you're... you're uh... And, yeah, it's appropriate you're on the Indicator cast because Indicator's all about labels, and you're a label guy, right? You're all yeah, about... So. <laughs> That's that's my uh, method to the madness. Yes, if, and if it has if it has a spine number, they've got you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those spine numbers, man. Oh, they'll be the death of me. <laughs> but um, but, but I know that. Um, and you've got quite a. And I think that's why indicator films will appeal to you. You've got quite a diverse taste in films. I know you watch because I see stuff you post. Like you watch a lot of stuff, Umbrella releases, and it's like you know drama, action. Like you, you really from what what we've heard, you really like any type of genre as long as it's entertaining. Kind of like <coughs> when I was growing up as a kid, you know, I started watching horror at the age of five, and you know, by the time I was like seven, eight, I branched out already to comedy and action and. You know, in the later teens, I, you know, watched more drama. And and so, yeah, now in my 40s, I'll watch anything regardless of who's released it, what decade it's from. You know, I'll watch anything. I've watched so much shit in my life, you know, I'll, I'll continue to watch more shit. <laughs> the blind buy. And, and the that's... blind buy, man. I'm the master. It's all yeah. right. I don't mind. <laughs> 
that's why we all love indicator because a lot of these are blind buys like and we always end up being pleasantly surprised by the titles um so yes th thank you for coming on and uh oh, pleasure to be here with you know some of the best in the in the business mate of uh webcasting <laughs> too kind too kind sir excellent so we'll get started so we have four titles that indicator releasing in july um, so the first title is Day of the Dolphin. So we'll get that kicked off. William, I'll pass this one over to you because I know that this is one you're actually a bit nostalgic about. So tell us a little bit about Day of the Dolphin. Definitely. I'm really excited about this release. This is so cool. It's the third and final collaboration between director Mike Nichols and screenwriter Buck Henry, who did The Graduate and Catch-22. Now, there are two classic films. Day of the Dolphins is such a bizarre film film it is something that i'm so excited so i'm just really glad it's getting the love and the joy it needs now here's the premise we've got george c scott we all love george c scott we remember him in exodus three in his car in the bath yep let's go from the car in the bath we're going to move on to a dolphin to kill the president so this film really really i'm just so keen to see again it's been a long time it used to play quite often on tv at two o'clock in the morning so what are you going to do when you're seven years old there's no videos and stuff like that you're going to sneak out your parents are asleep and you're going to sit in front of that tv the black and white tv and turn it on and watch day of the dolphins i am so keen they're doing a 4k restoration original stereo audio they've got scene commentary the comic for Forgive me, academic film historian Sheldon Hall. They've got new interviews with actors. They've got John Kovex on there. They've got article in, archival interviews with Buck Henry. This film is going to be amazing. I'm just a little bit disappointed by the cover. I think it's a pretty cool cover, but I think they could have done better. But still, I am so keen for this. This is going to be amazing. Um, There's always two covers. It's always like the flip side cover. Hey? There's always the flip side cover there. So That's a good point. It'd be the poster. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, no, this, this film is one that I'm so keen to see again. It's been so long. What's not like about a dolphin trying to kill the president, especially with Donald Trump? But anyway, that's another story. I'll leave it there. <laughs> they could remake this film. They could, they could, they could. But I'd rather even see it with like a laser, a freaking laser. <laughs> there we go. Now we know where he stole it from. My God, Austin Powers, shame on you, sir. Shame on you. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is a film I'm really happy to see. This whole month of July it looks so good. I'll pass back to you guys and your thoughts, please. Yeah, it's one I personally haven't seen, but I love you know, anything George C. Scott's, and he's a great actor. Um, and this, just, I'm sold already on the premise. It's funny because I've seen that poster quite a bit, but I've never actually seen the movie. Yeah, uh, I have seen that poster a couple of times. And yeah, you guys, your thoughts on Day of the Dolphin from what you've heard? Right. <laughs> yeah, Kerry, what are your thoughts on Day of the Dolphin? I've never seen it, so I can't give you any thoughts. I like the artwork, though. It's really nice. It actually looks like a painting. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, but it does look intriguing, especially if it's Mike Nichols. You can't go wrong. That's funny. You were talking, William, like the other two films they did. 
um, <laughs> Graduate and Catch-22. It's, it's such a like, like, trilogy. It's so weird. It's, they've got, like, comedy elements, especially, like, Catch-22. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering how comedic this will be. Ah, uh, well, yes. Wait till you see. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it comedic I'm, because it's trashy? Or is it actually funny? It was the seventies. Let's just leave it at that. You know, it could have been worse. It could have been um, Exorcist Dolphins. It could have been amazing. With Enough my said. <laughs> no, that's what they said for him. There was a bit of on set, like there. Yeah. So many ideas. No, but um, interesting. Thank you, William, for giving. It. I think you're the only one here who's seen that. So I'm sold. I'm keen. No, it, it's pretty. I hope my memory is not burnt out from the past from what you remember, if you know what I mean. <laughs> was there ever a VHS tape of it out? Uh, was I'm there? Sure there was. Um, it was the seventies, William. Yeah, Kira is the tape master. Did you? Does it, this one ring a bell, Kira? Like a local tape or? Sadly, no. I I really wouldn't have an idea. I mean, there are other tapes as they like to be known as they they would actually know. There are hardcore collectors in the scene who know a lot. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, you'd ask one of them. Pick a label one. to be a road show. No. 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 No, it feels like it feels like this may be like a Starbase. Yeah, Thorny am I or like a silver silver gems, like maybe something like that. <laughs> Could very well be, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'd, a thorn. I'd buy that. I'd buy that. No, very cool. Yeah. So X film. <laughs> it's an upcoming X film. Very cool. So that's coming out July 26th. That's uh, David Dolphin. Very cool. Very cool. So moving on, we have The Big Fix. Uh, Kendall, I'll pass this one to you. This, uh, this looks looks intriguing. I think we're all Richard Dreyfuss fans here. So He's pretty awkward and fun. Oh, <laughs> my. <laughs> all right, here we go. Shall I'll read the description. All right, Richard Dreyfus riding high on the success of Close Encounters of a Third Kind. I didn't like that film. And The Goodbye Girl, for which he won an Oscar. Produced and, and produced and starred in this quirky 1978 comedy thriller adapted from Roger L. Simon's cult novel. Playing Moses Wine, a 60s uh, radical turned private eye, Dreyfus is ably supported by a wealth of soon-to-be famous co-stars, including Bonnie Bedelia. John Lithgow and F. Murray Abraham. Mm. I've always loved John Lithgow. Yeah, he's... As you should. Yeah, I should. Everyone should. <laughs> uh, special features. We've got high-def remaster, original mono audio, audio commentary with Little White Lies editor David Jenkins. Uh, 2021, that's new. New interview with director Jeremy Paul K Kagan. Uh, new interview with novelist and screenwriter Roger L. Simon. Original theatrical trailer, TV spot, image gallery, new and approved subtitles, limited edition exclusive booklet with the new essay by Will Harris, archival archival articles and interviews, an overview of contemporary critical responses and film credits. UK blah blah blah, limited to three thousand. Beautiful number two hundred and twenty nine. Very and cool. I just like 
two seconds before we started this podcast, I noticed on the cover his gun has a crayon in it and he has a broken arm with a drawn on watch, which I thought was hilarious. So I just like noticed that. I was just like, oh yeah, big fist, wish it. And I just moved on. And then I actually like studied the cover. I'm like, okay, sick. <laughs> crayon snapped off in the title. Oh, they're up to, well, the Noir goes three. 520? 320. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what spine number was this one, Kendall? This was, this was 229. Was Dave, the Dolphin? Dave the Dolphin was, yeah, we'll mention the spine numbers too. Uh, 213. Uh, 213, okay, so it was a bit of jumping around there, but uh, they are slowly filling the gaps. Um, rated PG. Oh, it's not violent as I thought, hoped it would be. Uh, no, no, it's rated 1970s. Yeah, PG rating <laughs> different. It depends on where they're rated. Because in oh. American stuff with the PG rating is like an M or an MA, depending on what it was. Yeah, there's Back a PG, day, yeah. a little bit more loose with the, the ratings. This is a it's a UK fifteen, but but back in the day, Pete like Curie, as you probably know, the PG US PG was pretty intense on movies that you could yeah. get away back then. Pretty much on par with yeah. the Australian M. Yeah, because it says a BBFC cert PG, which I haven't seen before. Oh really? Because it's showing 15 on on, on um, day of the dolphin oh day, sorry day of the dolphin sorry, I think yeah man. no yeah big fix is um yeah. 15 but yeah on the thing it says pg i'm like this where the fuck they yeah. had it but it's know. PG, yeah. So, yeah i know sometimes you know pg films will just be intense you know like our old ratings would be like an m-rated film but like high level course language and i'm like yeah look there's um, I miss those ratings. Where is the fucking middle ground? Quite often the ratings would go back and they'd come back worse or better. The yeah. problem is it depends on who the group was on board for the rating oh, stuff. Yeah, they always it? change, don't they? Oh, all the time. It's bullshit. Yeah. What's interesting is the new Mortal Kombat that just came out in the UK, it's 15. Here it's R eighteen plus. It's okay. crazy. And, and and to be honest, like like we watched, not go off topic, but we thought it was a strong MA to be perfect. Yep. Yeah. Right, correct. It's 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 yeah, just yeah, no. <laughs> nobody fucking this better than that, Jesus. Beautiful. So Sorry. so no. Oh, movies instead. Don't go watch that film. Yeah. Oh, Watch okay. the big fix uh, instead. So uh, thoughts on the big fix? Any? Uh, well, I said I, I don't think anyone here has seen it, but just are you looking no. forward to it? It's you know it seems interesting. What it sounds like the cast and crew. Definitely. Um, yeah, Richard Dreyfuss as a as an actor is always interesting to see. So I'm curious to see what it is. So I'll I will be getting it and I'll wait and see what I get. That's the thing. It's like a this is really. Bad analogy. It's like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you get. <laughs> You're all allowed to punch me in the head for that comment. Kerry ah, <laughs> has some thoughts. Oh, thoughts. 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 No, not thoughts. Please, not thoughts. Mr. Jingles? Um, <laughs> I'm an indicator. What? No! Richard Dreyfus kind of looks like John Holmes on this cover, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> the small man Holmes. John oh Holmes. goodness! Yeah, you got the John Holmes Harry Reams going on. I he's like got, it. He's got that seventies porn stash down pat, man. And he's got the collar open. You can see the grey hairs <laughs> on his chest as well. And I'm like, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, Richard. And his name's Richard, so it's Dick. <laughs> Dick Drivers. So I'm like, 
He's the big fix, mate. He's the big fix. Gauner. I don't know. What... <laughs> 70s American films, we love them, so... Yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. the worst. It's a great era in fucking cinema, for, for what it was. There was so much groundbreaking yeah. stuff happening yeah. at the time, so anything 70s is really good to see. Mm. So breaking the shackles of the big industry at the time, and it's more independent stuff coming through to us. So there's so much good stuff. So there's so much stuff we haven't seen. So that's the exciting thing about the indicator because they're bringing this stuff to us. Yeah. It really just rocks. So it's bless indicator for bringing the 70s to light because mm. a lot of companies won't. They'll just do what is just um, what they think is financially available to them instead of looking at the gems that are available there that they have not put forward. And that's the beauty of this company. They're, they're bringing us stuff. That are just hidden gems, and it's just like, oh my god, um, oh, Jesus, what's the one that just jumps to mind? Bloody um, the bank robbery one. Bloody um, uh, in, in the hammer box or no? The... I don't know. Um, oh, the, the, sorry, the the uh, uh, yeah, the British one. Um, the Anderson tapes. Bellman and Turner. No. What was that? What? Oh, oh fucking Bellman and True. Bellman and True. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. That is such an underrated film. It's just a film you would not think about seeing. And then they brought it forward. I heard it on a podcast and I had to buy it. And it's so good. Now, there's an underrated uh, movie from yeah. Indicator. Is there more love? It's a great film. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, um, yep, that's the big fix. That's also coming out on the same day. So, yeah, so moving along, we now have... Ishtar, uh, Tony, I'll leave this one with you. Um, this is one uh, I, I presume I, I saw it many years ago, but what, what are your thoughts on Ishtar, Tony? And, and... Oh, Ishtar. <laughs> um, well, as many of you people know, it's considered one of the biggest bombs of the 80s. Uh, <laughs> it was actually written and directed by Mike Nichols' comedy partner, Elaine May. And um, yes, and it was produced by Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty lost a lot of money on that one. That's all I can say. Um, yes, um, it's getting a release, and it, and this is the this is what I will say about it. Once the byword for expensive Hollywood failure, Ishtar is slowly and rightfully becoming recognised as one of the unsung greats of '80s American cinema. In a nod to Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, mm. Road to Movie Road to Movies, Warren Beatty. Mickey One and Dustin Hoffman, who's in Straw, Dog, Straw Dogs, stars as brilliantly awful songwriters who find themselves mixed up in Cold War shenanigans whilst in Morocco. Another comedy gem for Elaine May's sadly small but utterly perfect directorial career. Yeah, she is a good director. She did um, Heartbreak Kid and um, A New Leaf. New Leaf, yeah. A New well, Leaf was brilliant. Fun. A yeah. new leaf, brilliant. I love that. I'm it. excited she... for Ishtar because, like, I thought she, she could have been, like, massive if she didn't yeah. get fucked over in this film. This you know? this killed her career, essentially. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's it because did, but... all producers just, like, went in there and tried to change shit. And... Yeah. But then she wrote screenplays for Mike Nichols again back in the 90s, especially The Birdcage and um, Primary Colours. Oh. They're the two yeah. films that Mike Nichols directed and Elaine May wrote, and... Those two films are brilliant. I love them. Yeah, she's she's brilliant. I love her, and I just like I just wish and, she had more 
you know, no one fucked around with her. So there was, there was one sense. that um yeah, there's one that Criterion released. It had um Cassavetes and yes, yeah, so Mi- Mickey and Nikki. Mickey and Nikki, yeah, that yeah, was the a- one that Cassavetti. That that's what Elaine. That's a lot of people absolutely thought that one as a comedy because everyone knows Elaine yeah. May as a com- as a comedic writer and director. Mm. But damn, I saw that recently. That was a heavy film. Yeah, it has a very bleak ending too. It's a, it's very- a heavy movie. It's not a comedy. That's what that yeah, yeah. Be the folk. Oh, Columbo. This has to be funny, right? You know, no, <laughs> no, not funny at all. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, with the with the indicator special features, it's a new two K restoration, and. This is what I love about indicator releases. It includes two presentations of the film. The uh, 1987 theatrical cut, which runs for 107 minutes, and the 2013 director's cut, which is two minutes shorter at 105 minutes. Yeah, I just just quickly I have to say uh, that Kire is a big... He loves alternative cuts. What do you think? Do he you fucking growled at that. He looked at him... <laughs> I have a personal pet peeve when director's cuts are shorter. That really shits me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, sorry, Kerry, but my opinion would be it's the director's visage in there and what they want. So yeah. there's, there's extra stuff in there. It's probably surplus, not required, and it's what the director wants. So uh, director's cuts are good and bad. Yeah, I agree with that one. There is one director's cut, which I really am not a fan of, but John knows the story. Um, Peter Weir, speaking of Hanging Rock, I love the theatrical version, but the director's cut is seven minutes shorter, and it's just... And it's the only only cut available, the director's cut. You can't get... frustrating. So, indicator, if you can get the the theatrical cut, please release it. Um, Okay, uh, where were we? Uh, Yes, um, director's cut, 105 minutes. It has the original mono soundtrack, the optional um, 5.1 surround sound, and it has an audio commentary with refocus, the films of Elaine May editors Dean Brandbum and Alexandra Helen Nicholas, who I believe are Melbourne natives. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, Alexandra is on um, Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. Um, Elaine May and Mike Nichols in Conversation in 2006. An archival video recording of the two friends and collaborators discussing their careers following a retrospective screening of Ishtar at New York's Walter Reed Theatre. There's a new interview with songwriter Paul Williams for 2021. Oh, love Paul Williams. Mm. Um, new appreciation right. with actor, comedian, and ri- filmmaker Richard Ayoade. So I don't know. I, I apologize for the mispronunciation. <laughs> Um, Waiting for Ishtar, 2017, Jonathan Crombie and John Mitchell's charming documentary featuring interviews with Williams, actors Charles Grodin and Carol Kane, journalists Peter Biskind and David Bloom, film critic Jay Hoberman and others. It also includes the original theatrical trailer, image gallery, promotional and publicity material, new and improved English subtitles with the deaf and hard of hearing, limited edition exclusive booklet with a new essay by Jessica Kiang, archival articles and interviews, an overview of contemporary critical responses and film credit, film credits. It's also a UK premiere on Blu-ray. It's limited to 3,000 copies, mm-hmm. and there will be more extras that will be announced. And spine number 218, certificate 15. Region B. 
Region B. <laughs> Come to a shelf near you. <laughs> that's I mean, just giving some love to Ishtar. Like, it, I mean, I think it needs a reappraisal. And um, it does. Yeah, it's like so I, I, my memories of it are not that bad. I don't remember because I just remember I think it got really. Just it was like a Heaven's Gate situation. People didn't review the film. They were just yeah. saying, "Oh, that's a bomb, so it must be bad." So, but they didn't actually watch it. So, or, or give it a proper evaluation. But I, um, I remember it being fun from memory. Like, uh, just it's been years, but yeah. Any thoughts? It's on the there, John. Uh, the reviews at the time were just scathing and horrible. They didn't give it a chance. The problem was that they expected something, and, and what the director gave them was pretty damn good film, but. Is all expected to fail. So, really looking forward to seeing this one again. Yeah, with, with the context of all the extras, and and there's more extras being announced, so it's amazing. So, it just gives you a lot of context. So, I want to know a lot of context about why this film, you know, why this happened in this film. So, it'll be interesting. Um, Kira, I'm, 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 I'm sure you've probably heard the legend of this film. Any thoughts? Have you heard of the legend of Ishtar, the, the bomb? No, i I haven't seen this film, so I can't comment on, you know, what it's about or the bomb. I don't know anything about it. So, yeah, I'm going to have to skip on that. But I am actually intrigued to actually watch it to see why it was a bomb. Yeah, shouldn't have been, but oh, it's been a long time for me since I've seen Ishtar. But I remember what not being a fan of it, to be honest, but I'm definitely going to give it another go because bad movies from like 60s to the 80s get better in age, get better with age so this might yeah. be one of the cases yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah. so it costs apparently it costs 51 million to make and it, it grows 14 million so mm. uh, I think it's like i mean today that's nothing like movies lose it. a ton of money nowadays but i think back then <laughs> Like fifty million. That's a lot, yeah. Lose back then, but That's now. That's a lot for a film as well. Sorry, yeah, like fifty-one million is fucking big. Yeah, for what, an eighties film. What it cost to make um the nineteen eighty-seven film Masters of the Universe? Uh, apparently, uh, I think that cost around twenty-two million. I think um, by memory. That, that's why Ishtar's more infamous because Ishtar cost fifty-one million in the eighties. So, yeah, uh, Master, yeah. you're right, Tony. Twenty-two million for Masters, but Master did make back seventeen million. So. Okay. Uh, Ishtar would have gone a lot of money to the, the cast. The consideration, you had these two big names. Yeah, there. exactly. At least 20 million bucks. So for, there's. Well, I want to be 20 million, but like, you know. Yeah, it would have been a lot. They're at least like 5 million each. <laughs> well, it yeah. wasn't as bad as Heaven's Gate um, budget. 44 million only brought back 1.3. So yeah. that's, that's, that's crazy. That's a film that needs to be shown again because it is a really good movie. And you know it, what? Like, it's, it's a good film, but it doesn't need to be that long. It does not need to be fucking four hours. I don't care what anyone says. It's a good no. film, but no. it does not need to be four hours long. No. Yes, exactly. Fight me, William. Fight me. But it's, it's beautifully I will, shot. Mate. I'll, bring, I'll bring my... um. I won't. I couldn't have fight you, right? Amazing. I couldn't bring the chance. No, you've won already. But uh, film length shouldn't matter. It's all about the journey. It doesn't matter if it's 15 minutes or 75 hours. It's about the director's vision and the idea of giving us this journey. Fucking 75 hours. I'd complain a bit about that. Jesus. <laughs> I might as well watch my life go I'm by. I've that for a long exaggeration, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, there, is, there is actually a movie called yeah. 
called Ambience that's coming out. That goes for Andy Warhol's sleep. How long was that? Yeah, that was like yeah. That was a couple of days, I think. It's just yeah. Yeah. sleep. Or that was over five. His friend sleeping. Yep, that's the one. Or the Empire State Building. Empire State Building one. I'm thinking of that went for like. <laughs> that was like yeah, a whole day. That was eight hours long. Yeah. Director's visions are allowed to do what they want, but we had the choice of watching or not watching. So that's the thing. Mm. What was that one with the the the, the goats? The, the the goats. The oh, San Antango. San Antango. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. That. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's like five hours. It's just the opening hours, just showing a bunch of goats on a farm. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a seven and a half hour film, but a farm's visage. It's 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 the art anyway. Well, if you want to know something more interesting, we're discussing length. There is a Swedish film called Ambience. <sighs> that movie runs for thirty days. Yeah, I've heard about that. And the trailer is seven hours and twenty minutes long, and that's the teaser trailer. <laughs> <laughs> The teaser trailer, and it's on YouTube. I need to watch se- this. Not. The whole seven hours and 20 minute trailer is on YouTube. Hey, hey Kira, we need, we need you to, we'll need you to do a, a, um, a timestamp on that one for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thirty thirty days and 20 hours and 10 minutes uncut. <laughs> All right, so finally, the last film on the list is Invincible. Um, this is a film by Zavona Herzog. Um, big fan of his films, seen all those mm. 70s films. But this one I haven't seen. It just completely passed by me. I don't know why. Um, has anyone seen this Herzog film, Invincible? Man, um, the man makes a film every year. So it's just too many. Is yeah. Every year since, like, 1964 or something. So I was like, all right. But yeah, I, I have to say, I haven't seen it, but I love Herzog, but that's one I've never yeah, seen. Yeah, Tim Roth and Udo Kier is in this. It's a 2001 as well, so it's... Um... Yeah, not, not not too old. Yeah, so it's one I just haven't seen, and uh, mm. love, love the man's films. Like, you know, his 70s stuff with Kinski is just classics, absolute masterpieces. So this is yeah. one I'm curious of. It just kind of slipped under the radar, and, um, and but he'll he'll show up and, like, acting roles and like big movies like you know the Herzog just shows up so he's, yeah ah. he's yeah and, the, and Herzog actually does guest voice appearances in the, in the new season of the Simpsons which is quite interesting oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love him bless his socks <laughs> yeah I remember when he showed up in um what was that that, that Julian Donkey Boy movie that um by the, the guy that did kids that director Larry oh, Larry Clark. Clark. Larry Clark. Oh, no, not Larry. No, sorry. Oh, Harmony Corrine. Harmony Corrine, sorry. Sorry, the screenwriter. Yeah, screen, yeah. Weird movie. Herzog's like the dad. He's like, you are the fucking idiot. Brilliant. Yeah, see, like, so why are you such a stupid It's It's very good. But um, he's a, he's a great director, but this is the one I'm keen on. So. The description of this, Invincible was the first dramatic work by Werner Herzog in a decade. He assembled a typically um, eccentric cast, including Tim Roth, meantime, Udo Kier, Expose, and two-time world's strongest man, Yoko Aloha. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Um, And blended the lives of three equally um, electric real-life figures, Jewish strongman Zich Britbarg, 
Austrian clairvoyant Eric John Halsen and German chief of police Count Wolf Heinrich von Heldorf to blend fact and fiction in this in his uh, typically idiosyncratic um, syn uh, way, this indicator Blu-ray edition presents the film in a new 2K restoration with both the English and German soundtracks. So Can we all have a go at that. Can we oh. just like rip? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the? Eric Jan Hanusen. 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 Zish. Biretbat. Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, from. I'll try Eric Jan Hanusen. That's, I don't know. That's I love the German chief of police, Count Wolf Heinrich von Heldorf. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I want to I can just, I can just, I'm just picturing Werner Herzog say, speaking in his voice that name. Oh, my God. So, Indicator Limited Edition Blu-ray includes a new 2K restoration, um, optional English and German soundtracks available in 5.1 surround sound, 2.0 stereo, audio commentary uh, with, uh, director Werner Herzog in German with optional up uh, with optional newly translated English subtitles 2002 a new interview with director of photography Peter Zittlinger in 2021 UK theatrical trailer German theatrical trailer US theatrical trailer image gallery promotional materials um, subtitles uh, for the hard of hearing um, newly translated English subtitles of, for the Italian soundtrack uh, limited edition exclusive booklet with New SA by Jason Wood, archival, archi archival articles and interviews and an overview of contemporary critical responses of the film's credits. Um, limited edition 3000 spine number uh, 122, and it is a certification 12. So, yeah, any thoughts on Invincible? Or Seems interesting. Yeah. It, the, the cover is like... The um, live-action version of, like, Dr. T and the Thousand Fingers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. It's so good, actually. I was actually, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just involved with that picture. It's so good and so dark. It's really interesting. Yeah. I was actually thinking of the master, but I like your 5,000 fingers callback. That's perfect. But any film by Werner, I can never say his name. But Werner, Herz Werner. The, the, the Werner. thing about their German language is W's and V's and V's and W's. Werner, that's so Don't want to offend anybody, that's all, but he's a genius. He's great. He's, so, good at, he's good at making films about people, just like Ken Loach. Yes. Well, that's a really good analogy, actually. Ken Loach and him are really good. Bleak, depressing, amazing. Yeah, and one every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing stuff. So, and I think this is the first first Herzog in the collection, I believe. I think yeah. this that's one. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. So we'll see if they can get any other Bernard Herzog films in the collection. So we will see. Plenty to choose from. Yeah, plenty, plenty. Cool. Well, look, that's the month um, of July. Any final thoughts? thoughts? Yes. July, great. July is amazing. Uh, there's so much good stuff there. Day of the Dolphins was the one which, as I said, I want. I cannot wait to see that. <laughs> yes. But um, Powerhouse, keep doing what you do. You're brilliant. Love it. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So... 
So we'll move on to the newsletter. So a bit of news uh, recently. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, so they have recently announced they're releasing six new standard editions of um, you know, once limited sets are now being reissued. So if you missed out on these, you can get them in standard editions. This is The Revenge of Frankenstein, The Two Faces of Dr. Jekyll, Taste of Fear, and The Damned. I believe that was volume four. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's out of print now, so get the reissues. Uh, also released is a standard edition of, speaking of which, The 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T and The Wild One. So that took a long time to sell out, The 5,000 Fingers, but... Yeah. It's one of their best releases, too. I love that movie. Dr. Zeus, even though council culture is trying to take him out, um, watch uh, it. It's yeah, it's brilliant. a great, great. It, so it's, a, it's, it's a, it's, I mean, cause he was involved with it too. So yeah. like, Dr. Zeus's yeah. kind of it's vision. So well, it's colorful. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor, which I hate saying, sounds like a key phrase from somebody. But watch that film. Buy it now. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a great, great film. Um, Do the standard editions also have a numbered spine or no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they I just don't have the booklet. The book. They don't have the booklet and they, they, the cases is the cases. The cases are different because yeah. the cases, you see, they're full ones. They're, yeah. Standard yeah. ones are like that. Um, they don't have the booklet and they don't have the insert slip. The other fucking reverse. Yeah, gotcha. reverse sleeve. Okay. But um, I think apart from that, it's all the same features. Yeah, all the same. Yeah. Really, yeah. there've been some rare occasions where they've maybe it was a, a double deluxe and the limited edition had an exclusive bonus disc or something. But and they've yeah. down. But normally you're getting the same extras and content. Yeah. At least ninety five percent same stuff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, um, so in a bit of other news, someone in the group, uh, thank you very much to John Kirk. We'll give you a bit of a shout out. Um, yeah, he took a photo of his Dark Side magazine, and oh, it yeah. was the cover artwork for Corruption, which was revealed. So that's the. Well, uh, there was another one too. He had. Ah, there was. It was the Peter Cushing film Corruption. Yeah, Corruption. Was that, yeah. Is that a Hammer film or is it just a normal horror film? It's just. I think it's just a normal horror film. But it's, um, it's a great film. I'm really excited of seeing it again. It's a big it's, box. It, it's a big box too. It's a big box. It's, it's like black. Scum and United the Demons. It's a must buy. Full stop. It, it deserves the big box. That film. Yeah. Hell, it's it's yeah. unusual sci-fi horror it's it's very hard to explain but you're right there was another we're going hey. ah, found it found it kendall and um thank you to johnny carrington uh he also revealed on the group uh, from another magazine um that they will be releasing putney swoop and right. the people next door so yeah um yeah so that and it looks like they're all coming out in August, those ones. So, company yeah, swoop out with which is the Vinegar Syndrome release originally yeah. that um, Dowman directing it. It was <coughs> interesting to see, but um, yeah, well. yeah, um, Robert Downey Jr.'s father. Yep, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to Corruption uh, from the, those August yes. releases. Yes, and I'm over the moon that it's a big box. I'm very happy about it. Mm, yeah, sold. 
just take my money now. Well, from memory, there were there were two cuts. There was a um, like a toned down cut, and then there was an extreme cut where they actually shot it again with nudity. So like the yes, um, yeah, the the European cut actually has full on, as Kira would say. Uh, some yes. <laughs> yeah, it's... There, we go. there it is. Hooray! Um, I've been waiting for it. <laughs> I've been waiting for that on Indicator Cast. for special occasions. But uh, like, like it wasn't cut. They literally reshot scenes for the European one with like with full on uh, nudity, and so that that's including both cuts. So including that's hilarious. Both. Yeah. So that that's that was a bit of info from the group. Um, and yeah, the three thirty sale. Um, just quickly, a stock update. I like to do these because some people. Yeah. Uh, stock's getting low. Um, so low stock, we have uh, Charlie Bubbles, uh, the Border. Oh, right. Yep, a Dandy and Aspic, um, Gardens of Stone, Berserk, The Reckoning, uh, Fragment of Fear, Footsteps in the Fog, The Third Secret, The Triple Echo, and Bellman and True is getting low on stock. So, uh, get, good on. get on, buy them, they're brilliant. And, uh, and they also have the out of print returns, these are titles that were out of print, which were I'm not sure, you know, what the situation was. I think they were returns, but uh, they do have some out of prints, uh, back the bloody terror, the uh, Norman J. Warren is back in stock, uh, William Castle Volume One, Born of Fire, uh, Georgie Girl, Lilith. Uh, Ministry of Fear, The Legacy, and The Mind of Mr. Soames, and um, The Odessa File. So they're back in stock. They're, those are out of file And get Ministry of Fear. Fritz Lang is always a win. Yes. Yes, I like Fritz. Well, I've got, to say, I've got to say one little thing about that. It was very disappointing. Um, I ordered Irreversible and um, Born of Fire, and I wanted to order the limited edition. When I clicked on it, it was out of stock. So uh, I'm gathering, I'm gathering the out of, the limited edition Born of Fire is now out of print again. But we'll see what happens. They the, they got limited and they usually goes like that. Like Kendall, you saying the last sale, fucking like nothing lasted a day, like a, a few minutes, like most of the stuff. Well, literally, like, I think as soon as like someone mentioned it on the group, I think people just jumped on it. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I see this message an hour later. Why do I even need to bother? <laughs> <laughs> so that was good and um and yeah and so and also they reveal in the newsletter their upcoming film uh white line fever so it that's what someone's uh, actually figured out in the group it is a screenshot from uh white line fever so uh yeah i've no idea according to this it's a it's like a canuck exploit well i don't know if it's canuck exploitation it's a canadian action film uh yeah if it looks like White Line Fever, it just looks like an angry version of Convoy. <laughs> Sorry, William? Is Jan Michael Vincent in that? Yep, yep, yep. Oh yeah. my god, I've seen it. Martin Drake. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> That's the one. That's the Pretty one. Cool. Holy shit, sold. <laughs> So that was T. So that's that's coming out as well. So yeah, no, man, excellent. Yeah, so it won't be long until that's released. So cool. Um, all right, and look, we'll, we'll finish up. Uh, do a roundtable. Um, recent deliveries or watches. What have you guys been watching, or what have you got in the mail? So yes, and anyone, Kendall, do you get anything recently? Anything that um, of interest, or watch anything? 
Oh, yeah, I got the um, Nicolas Cage jumper. That was sick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, uh, well, yeah, well, two weeks ago I got the um, the irreversible bundle thing. And then today I got Columbia 3 bundle. So yeah. I'm like, I got a heap of shit to watch. Plenty of stuff to watch. I don't know what. I, think I, I don't know. I think I've just been watching trash. Oh, yesterday I watched the two Sam Fuller films from uh, Criterion. Shot Corridor and Naked Kiss. <gasps> Shot Corridor Masterpiece. I'm like, like, oh, oh. Film. And I love how it goes black and white to colour. The sequences. It's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Shot Corridor is like top notch. But yeah, that, that's um me. Yeah, just prodding along with life. Yeah. <laughs> Kire, I know that you're quite. You get quite a bit every week. You're uh, you're usually on the labels. Uh, obviously, keeping up to date. Any any recent acquisitions the past week or two that you've done? Oh well, every month, obviously, <coughs> keep up to date with you know as many labels as I can to what my budget allows me to. So, um, I got the last bundle of um, umbrella titles, and they released eight eight movies. In the, in the one month, and there's like a record for them. They have never released eight at one time. And um, just last night, I watched um, the 13 Ghosts double. Ah, Ooh, yes. God. Yeah, oh. that, that was really good because I've never seen the original William Castle version. I've only seen good, the remake. Yeah, and it was really good to watch. Real, real fun. Hmm. It, it, it's more of a. Like so I think we, we spoke about some of the family fun sort of hokey. Yeah, we spoke about we spoke about thirteen guys. And the remakes are full on, yeah, full on like MA rated horror. So yeah, <laughs> love it. And my so positions are right here, man. <laughs> Ooh, and you've got some Vincens there, Vinegar syndromes. Yeah, so oh, Vincens, nine of them. So that's good. That's uh adding to the building up of the. Vincent collection, mate. Yeah, yeah this yeah. has to come with me when I sell them. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my first point of call because I know I'm going to stay all out of him. It's <laughs> like, I care. <laughs> I got a good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, want, you want some discs? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah Very cool. Um, and uh, Antonio, I believe you got some some mail. I got quite a lot of mail actually. Um, the, uh, mainly a lot of indicator ones, but I'll just I'll go them last. I got um, from Arrow, Donnie Darko in 4K, and um, the Battle Royale set in 4K. And I also got um, what else did I get? I got something else that was of interest. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I just got it and I forgot what I got. Okay, and. Um, too much yeah, mail. You know you have too much. Too much <laughs> mail, yeah. And, and from Indicator, this week I've got a, quite a big bundle. I've got the um, Irreversible and um, the standard edition of Born of Fire. As I said recently, the um, the out of print well, the limited edition was out of print. And um, today I got the three Columbia Noir box sets, thanks to my partner. She got it for me for my birthday, but I'm shout not allowed to... Yeah, shout out to Carolina. <laughs> Definitely yeah. shout out. Good on a good Natalie, yes. And yeah, thanks. Thanks, babe. And um, the, the, but the condition is if I got the three, I can't open them until my birthday, which is in mid July. <laughs> <laughs> so it's mid May now. I have to wait two months to open these boxes. 
It's going to kill you. Bit of a pain, I know, but... No, I think the bubble wrap is going to kill you the most. You just pop it, and once you've popped every single bubble, you'll be like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, I've got them right here. <laughs> the, but the way they package it, it's fantastic. And, yeah. the numbers are, and the numbers are pretty good, too. Stop looking at it. It'll make you want to open it. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, the numbers just are pretty good, too. Just give back to Natalie and just say, just hold these for two months. Yeah. <laughs> I should, actually. <laughs> Take these to work with you so I don't see them. I should. That's actually not a bad idea. Oh, my goodness. So I have to wait two months to do to watch the Colombian Wild ones. They're the ones I'm really looking forward to. And the one I can't wait for is Hammer. Yes. Look, yes. Um, if, it, if it makes you feel any good, Tony, that uh, the two films on the imprint noir are on the Columbia set. So you've already seen two films. Oh, that's something then. No, there you no, go. <laughs> two, out of eight, two out of 18 is not bad. Yeah, ain't bad. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely the Hammer set and also I Have the Cat. And what's coming soon from Indicator again? Oh, Ishtar, of course. And... Um, Dad Dad the Dolphin. Dolphin. <laughs> Good yeah. man. Yeah, William sold us on, on Dad the Dolphin. Uh, and Tony, I think you also got um, King Kong, the, the 76. Yes, so I did get the King That's the other one I got. This King Kong 1976 version has two cuts. The, stand, the original theatrical cut. Yeah. That's um, two hours and 14 minutes. Oh. And, the, and the extended TV cut, which is three hours and two minutes long. Fuck, man. Yeah. I was <laughs> queuing to see that at the cinema we queued around there was a queue around the corner we had to stand in a line to get in to see that obviously in 77 you had like star wars and stuff like that so when this came yeah. out a big you know woohoo but i gotta tell you that but king kong the sequel was one of the very first vhs's i've ever watched king kong lives is- that's the one, the one they used in the big heat to the um, he, not the big heat. What's the uh, one? Oh, jinkers! They steal the tape. Yeah, with yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That's what the sequel was one of the first ones ever saw on VHS with Linda Hamilton, and that was. No. Oh. I remember loving it as a child, but what, as a kid, but watching it again, oh my god! <laughs> one of the. Oh, but it's brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go that. We'll say that. No worries. So that was my recent. That was my recent acquisitions. And the movie I watched last night was a classic, Bridge on the River Kwai on 4K. That was quite good. Oh, yeah. Bridge on the River. David Lean and who was his cameraman? No. Alex, that, I was going to say, well, there's the actor in there is Alex, obviously. Alex Guinness. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Are you, are you going to watch any of those noirs with Nat? Do you think she'd be interested in? Oh well, I'll show her the. I'll show her the, the two that was that's in the film noir collection volume one. So that's but, something. Uh, yeah, it's a good, good, good intro to the genre. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Those two sets are amazing. I just devoured them. Just bang. Need cannot wait to get the third set. I know it's going to be just fucking watch, 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 watch. You Don't know, rub it in, William. Okay, I've poked my eyes out. (laughs) And speaking of which, uh, Mr. Rowley, what did you? I see you got some stuff recently. What do you get? You get a lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I got nothing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, oh, what's it called again? Demon City, the um, 4K. Well, they're 4K. They're they're beautiful releases anyway. Um, 
I got today. I got um, really excited about um, X, a man with X-ray eyes, Ray Millard, uh, Roger Coleman film. So freaking good. I got the um, ooh, there's a double thing there. Nightwish and whatever that was. That's good. Raw. Yeah, no, I got stuff. It's all good. It's all good. I got more than I need to share. It's not fair on other people. <laughs> what, about, what about the 20 other titles that you got earlier in the week? <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about them because it's not fair on other people. My, <laughs> talking about the past 20, not the <laughs> I should take a picture of my table. I need new bookcases. It's just ridiculous. I'm turning to that hoarder. You know, they have those shots, those people in the houses, and there's just piles of stuff around. It's all Blu-rays. But that's a good thing, I suppose. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't fall on me and kill me. But what a way to die. <laughs> you kept your sanity by bouncing a basketball. Yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Very cool. Uh, very cool. Um, yeah, look. What did you get? What did you get, John? Uh, Tell us what you got. Oh, well, I did get the local, some local releases. I did pick up the Not Quite Hollywood um, umbrella release because I love Doco. Yeah, I got that as well. And it's part of the exploitation line. It's numbered, so I had to get it. Uh, of course. And I also got Kill Them All and Come Back Alone, uh, which is uh, Chuck Connors' film, which is highly recommended by a lot of people. So. Holy hell. So good. I got the DVD. So happy to upgrade that to blue. So good. Yes, yes, yeah, so I'm going to give that a watch. Uh, I got a uh, 88 the snakes and the um, what was it, the Jackie Chan one recently? Uh, I can't think the recent 88 Jackie Chan film that I haven't watched that yet. I'm going to give that a watch. Uh, what else did I get? I got um, quite a fair bit uh, some stuff from Massacre Video, the, the McCall, the uh, that's the uh, Bollywood Elm Street movie, Toxic Zombies, Urban Legend Collection. So. A few, a few things here and there, but I also the the big one was I did get the Battle Royale 4K as well, Tony, and and the um, I also got the uh, Donnie Darko 4K as well. So I'm yet to see Donnie Darko. I heard that there may be an issue with the Donnie Darko 4K. Apparently, yeah the 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 theatrical cut frame rate is a little off. That's what, uh, that that's what's going on. But they're they're inspecting it. The Arrow is investigating it right now. So don't know what's going on yet. Because they replaced the demons for mm, yes. So, you know, my replacement disc for that actually. Same, same here. Got mine as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the and Battle Royale. I watched Battle Royale 4K. It looks amazing in 4K. So highly recommend that set if anyone okay. has. Okay. It's a beautiful set. Beautiful set. Big. It's so bulky. Yes. A great film. Uh, yeah, amazing. So what's that? And um, I think that's it. And I, I got my, yeah, so I got my indicator April package. So funny story. So as I probably posted in the group, so I ordered the April bundle, which had irreversible and whatnot. And so they sent it and it got to Australia. And for some reason, I don't know why, someone in Australia post sent it back to the UK for no reason. Some idiot sent it back to the UK. And um, an indicator were nice enough to let me know as soon as it came back they said hey look it's been sent back for no reason so we'll send it back to you express and so i got it finally got my package uh, yesterday my april one so that's just so great. What was it that's so weird why it checked the tracking it goes you know heathrow uk it went to victoria 
process the facility sent back back to Heathrow. Like COVID, that's in odd. The, in the back, just just weird. I, I don't know. And so, but Indicator were, were amazing. Like that, that as soon as they arrived, they're like, oh, you know, here it is. We'll send it right back. And they sent it back express. Like, and they sent it back to me express by a courier to make sure I got it okay, which is just just bizarre why that happened. But you know, it just shows their customer service. So I've had other labels where it's, it's accidentally gone back and, and they don't tell me and they're just like, I don't know. Oh, well, I guess it's sitting here. It's like, I anyway. But yeah, that was very weird. That was another Australia Post story. But um, yeah, we'll save that for another day. But yeah, that's why I've had in the mail. So cool, cool. So much the company is so good. They are, absolutely. Step up and just bang. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I guess that's it. Anything else, chaps? Anything else that's on the agenda? Mm, no. I'm looking just, forward just checking my emails I, now. Still waiting for the newsletter. I, I reckon it'll probably be next week then. Yeah. Because normally they do announce on the day, hey, you know, this bundle is the last day to get it. So uh, probably next week, yeah. But we'll see the, the um, August titles, which I guess we've kind of been spoiled already because... Mm. I think corruption, Putney Swoop, and uh, the people next door should be in it. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know, a bit off topic, imprint. Um, we should shout out to those guys. If an indicator a bandwagon, get onto the imprint line in Australia. They're absolutely amazing. July's range looks just mouthwatering. It's so good. I just cannot wait for that to drop. Absolutely. July yeah. is... I'm very beautiful. proud that we've got something in our country doing nearly as good as Indicator. I won't say as good, but I'll say nearly. What they've done has been brilliant so far. So, Absolutely. So if you are, yeah, if you are um, Indicator fans listening, please check out Imprint. They're an Aussie label and they're... Um, they're very they do amazing stuff too, like like different films, but, um, but yeah, they do very interesting releases, so... Definitely check them out. Kira, I'm sh- you're a big fan over there. Big fan, man. Sold straight away as soon as I saw War, War of the Worlds, and I'm like, yep, new label coming up. <laughs> it's great. Take my money. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Well, I guess that's it. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you all have a good uh, good evening, and uh, we will see you all then. All right. Yeah. Great. Cheerio. Have Thank a good one. Thank you, Thank you for Thank you. Hey, thanks for the invite, man. Really appreciate it.